For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Grace Duffy. And this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On this week's episode, we will be exploring enhanced LinkedIn targeting tools, LinkedIn ads targeting tools, and Pinterest business profile and shopping updates with AJ Wilcox and Jeff C. Before we get into that, I want to remind you Social Media Marketing World 2020 is officially coming towards you at a fast rate. It's coming. It's coming quickly. You got to get there. When I think of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so soon. And yet it's only a few weeks away. Anyways, it is the place where you can get ahead of your competitors. Uh, It's also the place where you can master a social platform by sitting in in the right sessions with the right people. Like, for example, Jeff C., who's sitting right here. And it's where you can figure out getting over that struggle of measuring your ROI. All you need to do is head on over to socialmediamarketing.world. That's where you can check it out, get some more information, soak up the tips that you need. You can develop new strategies collaboratively. And again, all the networking in sunny San Diego, California. Again, go over to socialmediamarketing.world to get information and register. All right, let's get started. This week's guest first guest is Jeff C. He's the owner and creative director at His Design Incorporated. He's the head beard at Manly Pinterest Tips and the host of the Manly Pinterest Tips podcast. He's also on the social team at Social Media Examiner and a speaker at Social Media Marketing World 2020. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's fun. (laughs) Fun coming back. I feel like Barbara Walters. 2020. All right. You you think I'm joking, but it really is coming very, very soon. You say 2020 Mm -hmm. and it's only a few weeks or a few months, but like it's right there. So anyway. Yeah. And Jeff, how many years have you been speaking at Social Media Marketing World? Uh, is this my, this will be my fifth year, I think. Is that right, Eric? Yeah. Because the first, the, the first time we met was I just had gone. And then the, the year after that is I, I thought, I think it's, this will be the fifth year that I'll be speaking there. So this will be, very fifth. Cool. this will be fifth. Cause yeah. I just counted to five in my head. Don't do math on live. Video. No. Scary so, stuff, but. <laughs> so speaking of math, this has nothing to do with that. We Pinterest were. has announced. <laughs> yes. Some news. Oh, I know there's math involved in shopping. So Pinterest has announced yes. some new shopping, the look collection ads, as well as updated business profile formats, so, Jeff, ultimately, we need you to walk us through this, but you're the Pinterest expert, so we're in good hands. So let's start with, let's actually start backwards with the business profile stuff. What are they doing here? What, what are the changes? What do you think about them? 
So the business profiles is very, very cool because now, um, and I've seen this before, like for some of the big brands, the, the biggest change for me is then when you go to your Pinterest profile, there's video, you know, like you can have on Facebook, your page, you can have video there kind of as the big profile image. Right. I was like, Macy's is like doing this ad and Target had this stuff. I'm like, oh, video, I want that. And so now they have opened that up to everybody. So you can actually put a, a static image if you want. You can show your like most recent boards, or your most recent pins, and you can also now upload video. And so they have all the stats. I think it's an MP4 file and it can be up to two minutes long and there's a size requirement. But it really, if you go to like, if you go to mine, you'll see I have the same video. It's at uh, pinterest.com forward slash Jeff C. You can see that there's movement on my profile. It's the same as I have on my Facebook page, but uh, you click on it and it has sound. It looks really great in mobile. And so it's just another way on uh, the business profile to draw people in. The second thing that they have done that's really, really cool is that if you have any sort of shopping, if you're a business that has uh, a catalog that you've uploaded to Pinterest or you have buyable pins, or they call them, sorry, not buyable pins anymore. They're called product pins. They changed the name uh, <laughs> not too long ago. And um, you can actually have a shop button. So it goes straight to your, your pins that you can, your product pins where you can, they can click on it and buy straight from you from Pinterest. Interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. And is this available to everyone? It is for the U S visitors. I'm not sure if the it's, I know it's rolling out to everybody, but I got it really quick when they announced it. I went there, I was like, Oh my gosh. So I went and changed it, uploaded a video and it all worked. So I believe everybody should have the, the ability to upload that. If not, it's going to roll out shortly to everybody. Cool. So other than the video stuff, what else are they doing as far as those business profiles? Anything else we need to be aware of there? You said something about picking your, you know, your highlighted uh, boards. That's been there for a while. And that's yeah. kind of what, if you go to a lot of people who have their kind of their standard view, you can still see that the, kind of their most recent pins that they've done in their feed. So when, if you're one of the ones who switched over, people go to it and like, oh my gosh, that's new. And so if you have that ability, I would recommend adding a video that doesn't use sound. I mean, it can have sound, but one that's eye-catching enough that, People, you know, they may want to click on it, but just like anything else on socials anymore, you know, I really encourage people to use videos that will work without sound because so many things start without sound playing automatically. Because if you're in, in church and you're having to be scrolling through Pinterest, it's really bad if something starts playing really, really loudly because you can get a little trouble there. It's like, what are you doing? So you that's pinning and praying. <laughs> yes, yeah, like pinning and praying. That's that's good. That should be that should be a, a website. So. Um, the other thing is, you know, you can upload, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this yet, but businesses can upload their entire catalog now on Pinterest. So it's really easy to create these product pins uh, for that shop tab on your profile in Pinterest, that, that profile, that new profile button they've, they've allowed you to have, but you can upload your entire catalog. And so uh, companies that have huge, you know, catalogs can just tie it into Pinterest and it creates those product pins for them, which product pins are the special pins that Pinterest has that ha grab some meta metadata from your site. So like if you change the price, you don't have these pins out there with the wrong price on them. Mm. They're automatically updated with the right price or if things are in stock or on sale or whatever, that's automatically updated in product pins. Yeah, I believe the extended catalogs is what they were also right. rolling out and, and mm -hmm. that's what they were calling it officially. So yeah. that's really cool as well. Yeah, there's a tons of new features that Pinterest is doing and I know we're going to get into some more of them uh, today, but um, the extended catalogs are... They're, the big news for that was they're rolling out to select partners in like France and Germany, Spain and Italy. And they're also, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is these new shopping ads. And those are all start rolling out to those companies as well. So um, they're doing some really cool stuff for 
uh, e-commerce and for people selling things on the platform, which is great because holidays are coming and Pinterest always kills it on the holidays. So uh, the shop, the look ads, that's what you're referring to. Okay. So backing up to what shop, the look, this has been out for a while. And those, those are what you can have for organic posts. So let's say I have a, a picture of, uh, you know, all my t-shirts that I have created from my manly plunder brand. And I have those all there in a photo that I've taken. Well, I can tag each one of those images and those will lead to uh, a place on my web, you know, where I, they can purchase them. They can shop the look or shop, you know, a lot of people were having pictures of like a whole bedroom set and they would want to just the, just the end table. And then where could they purchase that? And they could click on that and go to it. So that was organically. And you could pin up like, I think 25 different things in a photo, which that's a lot. And now what they have done is being inspired by those kind of shop the look pins. Advertisers now can do the same thing. They can tag 25 items in an image. And with this new format, they can see this, this kind of preview showcase of four items and then click through to see, see more. And this is an ad that you can buy on Pinterest and roll this out. So you can kind of have this shop the look feature as an ad. So you can like pay for reach. And I have a feeling around this holiday season, this is going to be really big. I haven't seen a lot of these yet. They had a demo on Pinterest's website that looked really cool. They say it's going to be rolling out in the coming months. I have a feeling these are going to be pretty pricey um, because of this feature. I asked Elisa Meredith, who's kind of my I go my go-to person for promoted pins, and um, she hasn't been able to play with them yet, and she didn't know of anything pricing on that. But uh, they're going to also roll out kind of that, what we were talking about, extended catalogs is uh, they're going to roll out also to international markets in the UK, Brazil, Germany, and France and Spain as well. So, but this is a really cool thing that I think is going to be really awesome for brands wanting to really capitalize on all the traffic that Pinterest gets during the holiday season. It's really good options for some of our, you know, agency people out there who are running, you know, the mm-hmm. Pinterest cattle, the Pinterest accounts for some of these right. brands. And I do want to say something that was really that really caught my eye in one of these articles uh, about this new feature. And it was a recent study by Newstar, and it was looking at search and social campaigns for like five U.S. retail brands. They found that even the, even though Pinterest ads accounted for only 11% of the media spend for the five brands, the platform was responsible for 18% of their incremental sales and revenue. So it was 2.3 uh, times more effective compared to other social platforms. So... Pinterest is really going to start hitting up some of these people who aren't really happy with Facebook ads and the limited reach and stuff like that. And I, I have a feeling that they're going to start allocating more of their budget to these these ads on Pinterest, especially. And that's why I like the shop, the look things rolling out and all these other features is because Pinterest understands that other places are, you know, kind of frustrated with some of these other big social networks and they're more than happy to take their ad budget <laughs> for sure. And Instagram's kind of been creeping in on this territory, right? right? Cause we talked last week about how they're doing the same thing, but fewer pins, of course, fewer, mm-hmm. fewer product tags, I guess. Right. Right. And so I guess this is, this is really cool because it's just showing off how Pinterest is continues to be a valuable uh, product discovery platform. And I think with with Instagram, the shop, the look, and their 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 shoppable posts on Instagram, they mm-hmm. look and feel kind of the same way. So it's kind of cool because they're, you're not really training behavior between the two platforms. They're both yeah. really visual platforms. They both allow it. Of course, Pinterest lasts a lot longer and drives a lot more traffic. Right. Um, but Instagram has some more eyeballs. But it's 
ads through Facebook. So, you know, there's this mix. Let's see who, what's going to happen in this big, uh, this big fight for like the black Friday because <laughs> they always come out with, because like I said, Pinterest drives a ton of traffic and stuff during the holiday season. Yes. The war for Absolutely. black Friday. That's right. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's move on here. I know that they also announced uh, or, or updated some things when it comes to group boards. I know that you really like group boards. So now that it is easier to react and organize, how do you feel about these changes? Well, Eric, you just don't know me anymore because I don't like group I boards. I thought you used to. I'm sorry. I so no, not so much anymore because uh, let me tell you why. So, um, Group boards used to be like a shiny, new, beautiful feature that was great when you first started on Pinterest to get traction. But what happened was marketers. So we, what, what was nice, shiny, and new, and now it's been used by grubby little hands and made it dirty. And so, so much now to that if you pin to a group board, it doesn't show up in the Pinterest smart feed anymore. So what? they have like de-emphasized this. So, but if you pin from a group board, it's like a regular pin. But what marketers tend to do is they usually go dump and run. You know what I mean? They just throw it up there and they're out of there. Um, and the thing, these new features. So like what you're able to do now is you can give, you know, like uh, they've kind of done a heart thing. And there's like these social things that they've, they've added to group boards. And it's really, it just boggles my mind because every time the founders of Pinterest or anybody inside of Pinterest talks about Pinterest. They say, it's not a social platform. It's not, but then they go and they add these to the group boards. And I'm like, what are you doing? And so again, I talked to uh, Elisa Meredith and she said that she thinks this is Pinterest uh, trying to do meaningful social, which I thought was interesting term. Huh. So if we use group boards as they're meant to be, then I think it's a great thing. Um, I know uh, it's awesome for like photographers when they're trying to like, what kind of shots do you like pin them to this group board and we can look at them and, you know, we can do this kind of this planning and vision board and all that kind of stuff. Group boards are great for that for marketers and marketing. I'm a, I use tailwind tribes because that's like group boards on steroids. That's their own proprietary thing. Right. And it's, it's made to work the way it's supposed to, but, um, Group boards and even and even these these new features on uh, Pinterest for group boards. Pinterest even says that group tools are used more often by just a handful of people than a large group. Like seventy seven percent of the group boards on the platform are just between two people. Almost all of them, ninety eight percent, have less than five. So for marketers, I just don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's worth really messing with. When you back in the day when you first started, you would you'd use group boards to kind of get traction quickly yeah. because you'd go there and be a bunch of group people and you, they'd see your stuff and they'd pin it and there was rules that you'd have to follow. I just don't see it anymore. I just don't hardly use them unless they're personal or inside of my company. Well, see, it shows what I know. Cause I thought that you liked them, but that's because it was, I, know, I was waiting for you to ask that question. I was so ready. They have some cool stuff, but it's just the reactions. Like you can see com some comments on there. There's like clapping hands, thumbs down, thumb and a heart option. So you can get feedback like internally in a group board. But like I said, it's mostly for small, most people using it are just, you know, one or two people. I still have a group board with my daughter where we share recipes and stuff. I mean, stuff like that's great Yeah, for making it social. But as we're talking about what's for marketers, I just don't see it as a big play for that. Good to know. 
I'm intrigued by the thumbs down one. They have a thumbs down one, which which no other platform has wanted to put anything negative. But. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of that comes to like with recipes because they have comments like, and you've tried yeah. this and kind of things like that. And you get some interesting, you see some interesting things are like, this fell apart or this, my cake blew up in the oven. <laughs> and so like, I think maybe something like if somebody pins like, hey, do you like this outfit? Or hey, do you like what I'm, I'm building this, you know, my Star Wars room. And do you like this picture of Boba Fett? And they're like, no, that's you know, use one from the Mandalorian or whatever. And so, um, oh boy, I just went yes, way I know. uber geek on that one, didn't We're I? Waiting for um, November here. That's right. So, um, so I think there's some use to it, but for marketers, I don't think there's anything we need to really spend a lot of time on. So Eric, you heard him. He wants you to take him off your Star Wars group board. Yes. Okay. No, I'll give Sorry. him. I'll, no, that's the only place I can put thumbs down. <laughs> These are not the boards Pinterest. you're looking for. Yes, right. <laughs> All right. Too nerdy. Let's move on. So there's other cool stuff, though, that Pinterest is doing. I, I, I do remember you talking about le- the, the lens and that you really mm-hmm. like that. So let's let's jump into the, the Pinterest lens. How do they call it? They just call it lens. Yeah. OK. And I don't like it either. No, I'm just All right, good. No, I think it's cool. No, it's the the technology for lens is incredible. I mean, it is, you know, they, they kind of talk about like if you see things out in the wild, you can take pictures. Like if you see somebody's shoe or, you know, uh, watch or something, you take a picture. Of, that's still a little creepy to me. If I'm like just sitting out with my family and somebody just comes and takes a picture of my shoes and walks off quietly, that's a little odd. But um, the things about the, the, that they've done for the new lens is the technology behind it is super cool. So you can take a picture of an object and it'll show up like and it'll show pins that are, you know, like it that you can actually. And the big thing now is that you can actually buy. So if somebody took a picture of, you know, some something out in the wild that they really liked and it was like, oh, I really like that chair I saw in the doctor's office. It was really cool. Uh, fake leather. And so they took a picture of it. Then it would show up and other brands that have actually had that on, made the product pins out of that are right there so you can buy it. And it actually works faster now. There's fewer taps that you have to go through to get to the lens. You can actually now take a picture of something out in the wild and create your own pin from it right there using the the lens feature. So it's really, really cool. So I've always thought it's awesome. Target actually has had like end caps that that uses these kind of things. Um, they have the pin codes, which is kind of like a special Pinterest QR code that you can create for boards and actually individual pins. And I know Target and I think Macy's and other companies have used that. So, because one of the, the cool things is, is a lot of Pinterest users start with visual search. Like they said, 80% of pinners start with visual search when shopping versus 58 of non-pinners. So, I mean, they use it. If you're a pinner and you like Pinterest, they're going out in the wild with their phones open, you know, taking pictures of stuff and, you know, finding it and buying it. And so it's really, really cool. I think it's important for brands to really think about this visual search. Yeah. Interesting. So does this work with all kinds of products? Like, can I find anything in the wild or specific products that they're starting with right now? Um, they have like, well, you probably find a lot of it because they have like two, 2.5 billion objects within like the fashion and home industry. Pinterest though, visual search even works. I've tested it on like even some logo stuff. It'll find similar logos because you can do it like on the desktop. If there's a, an image or a pin that you've already seen that you can do visual search just on that pin and like drag the cursors around it and it will pull up like, you know, similar text. And so the other thing is, and this is kind of a side note, but it talks about Pinterest technology. It can actually read your text overlays on your pins. Wow. So 
that's when we're talking about, you know, SEO for Pinterest is that's a big deal is to have really clear text overlays. But yeah, they've done some incredible stuff with their visual search and their lens feature. That's cool. That's amazing. There's one more piece of information here. This is something that was being tested, but then actually rolled out. And so I'm going to take another stab in the dark here or the dark mode here and say, (laughs) Jeff, I think you like dark mode on Pinterest. So I, you know, I, I got the new phone and I, um, I, cause I love dark mode on stuff. And so I, I had it. So it would just set for going at night. It would like automatically do it. I have it on all the time now. Oh, I yeah. love dark mode yeah. and dark mode on Pinterest is amazing. It feels much more manly <laughs> and, um, but no, it just looks cool. I mean, it's just, I like it a lot. I think, it, I think it looks a lot more minimized. The pins seem to pop off the page. The icons at the bottom are really, you know, subdued is not as, you know, in your face. I just think it looks cool. Will it matter? No, but I hope more apps really do the dark mode, you know, have that option that if you turn it off in your settings, it does it on all your apps. I, I just think it's really cool. Amanda here while we're recording it live called it goth mode. I don't, I'm not sure if it's that far, but uh, no, but it's, I mean, it's a, it, cause Pinterest is always like well, white background and a lot of the pins are mm-hmm. bright and all that stuff. And so when you go to dark mode, it's one of those apps that like, Oh yeah. It's kind of like when you first did it for Twitter, you know how it was like, mm-hmm. Whoa, this is starkly different than what I'm used to. It's the same way with Pinterest. It's like, okay, it's not just a few things. It's the whole shebang is they've really optimized for it. I was just thinking about this, that really the only social apps that are left out there that haven't done dark mode is LinkedIn and then Facebook slash Instagram. I found out that uh, I think Instagram is testing it. I found they're a, testing uh, it. Yeah, but they haven't rolled it out officially. But it has been spotted. Dark mode has been spotted on Instagram out oh, in the wild. And our next guest, AJ Wilcox, is here already, and he said dark mode is coming to LinkedIn as well. Oh, very cool. So that's go. awesome. Thank you for that, AJ. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I want. I like dark mode. Wanted to throw it in there and just say. Let's talk about this briefly. It's not all that important, but I guess, you know what? If it's something fresh and new inside of our social apps to keep us like engaged, why not? Right. I, well, if I you're just, looking at your phone all the time, like we do in the socials, right? I mean, yes. like anything to do to ha- anything to help you is great. So I like, I like dark mode too. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing everything that you do and uh, for for what's your tagline for, for adding testosterone one pin at a time. Yeah, Do you even pigeon. know each other? Yeah, I know. It's like I just take it for granted. Anymore. I take you for granted. I know. I feel used. Yeah. It's uh, uh manly picture tips where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Thanks guys. Jeff. Bye. Bye. All right. So let me add in our next guest here real quick. All right. So AJ, welcome to the show. AJ Wilcox is the world leading LinkedIn ads expert and the author of LinkedIn ads demystified. He's also the founder of B2Linked.com, a LinkedIn ads agency. And he also is a speaking, Is he's also a speaking, no, he's also a speaker <laughs> at Social Media Marketing World 2020. Welcome to the Super show. Super excited to be here. Yeah, <laughs> we're excited so to have you. Dude, I got to say this because I don't remember the last time we talked, but I remember meeting you face-to-face and talking with you and and Lisa. I can't remember who else was standing there, but we were just like, oh my gosh, AJ is like so energetic in person. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just wanted to bring, so bring the so bring the energy, AJ, I guess is what I'm saying I, <laughs> as we I'm talk about try. this new <laughs> LinkedIn ad stuff. So... 
And this is pre-caffeinated too. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. Okay. I wouldn't even dare to do that. But anyways, all right, Uh, Grace, let's, let's dive in here into LinkedIn ads. Why don't you lead us through this a little bit here? Absolutely. Well, in March, uh, LinkedIn introduced uh, lookalike audiences, interest targeting with uh, Bing search insights and audience templates for ads. Uh, This past week, LinkedIn kicked it up a notch by adding more sophisticated audience targeting and reporting features to campaign manager. And the first person that I thought of immediately when I saw this news was AJ. And AJ just happened to have been at LinkedIn at the time talking (laughs) to them about this. So I cannot think of a better person to walk us through what each of these things are. So let's break it down. Let's talk about what is this more powerful audience forecasting and intelligence all about? Like, what can we expect from LinkedIn? So it doesn't have a snazzy name. And if you read this release, you may, you might be like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Okay, I'll, I'll read down to the next thing. But yeah. I am blown away. This is one of the best updates I have ever seen on LinkedIn ads. I'm not being bigger than life here. What is so interesting is we've had these kind of black box or ultra broad kinds of facets on LinkedIn for a long time, like job function and seniority. We use them all the time. They're like job function is kind of like what department you sit in and seniority is what level of in the organization you are. But, you know, for those that it makes direct sense with, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's like marketing, or sorry, let's say job function marketing and uh, seniority manager. You know, that's a marketing manager. But if you wanted to target doctors, for instance, what seniority level are they? Are they individual contributor because they don't, because they're kind of on their own or they C-level because they own the organization or are they somewhere in between? And we've never been able to know this. So with all that background, (laughs) if you go in right now to build an audience, if you select a job title or if you select a job function or a seniority, if you look over on the right rail as it's giving you the normal audience insights, like maybe how much traffic you could expect to get from this audience, there's now a dropdown where they let you break down that audience by a sub-segment. So this morning I was in there going, ooh, this is fun. What do I want to learn? And I actually did that test that I just mentioned about doctors. So uh, attorneys, doctors, dentists, what yeah. are they? It turns out they are what LinkedIn calls senior, which is basically individual contributor. They, they assume that you don't manage any people. You're just an individual contributor, which blows my mind because I would think they're more like a, like a C-level kind of person. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is really fun just for exploring, like, what does LinkedIn think of these people? And if you punch in a job title and find out how you might be able to target them through job function and seniority, that could be an additional way of targeting that same audience. But maybe one of them is more efficient or cheaper than the other. And so if, if you can find that insight, run two separate campaigns and turn off the one that performs worse. And now you're winning. You're getting better cost per click, better cost per conversion than your competitors would. So is this the and or the Boolean logic that they were talking about in the in the press release, the and or targeting? Is this what this is? Oh, no, that one comes next. That, that'll, oh, be, okay. uh, All right. uh, that'll, that'll be an interesting conversation as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> should we jump right into that one? Is, well, I sure. got a question real quick, though. Okay. When they say audience forecasting and intelligence, are those two different things? Or is that all one thing made up of two parts? Yeah, it's all one block in the right rail. Okay. They used to give you audience insight, or I guess it's like forecasting. And then now you have that drop down that actually gives you the insights into audiences that I've been asking for forever. So this is super exciting for me. Okay, perfect. Okay, so yeah, now let's get let's move on to the and or the Boolean 
logic. Yeah. Uh, Advertisers have been asking for this one for a long time. Not me. I don't think this one's all that special, but we've had and or logic in Facebook for a long time. People just wanted LinkedIn to follow suit. What this allows you to do is say, I want to be able to target you. Let's use this marketing manager's example. I want to be able to target you by uh, marketing job function and manager seniority, or I want to be able to target you if you have the job title of marketing manager. And this allows you to say both of these very distinct audiences, stick them into the same campaign because it's less for me to manage, less to babysit in the account. And yeah, I don't know. It makes the audiences muddier in my mind. I would much rather keep them separate and distinct so that I can track their costs and their performance differently because they will act a little bit differently. But certainly for those uh, who aren't like me, who you know don't want to live inside the platform every day and babysit their stuff, uh, this can be a really good way of uh, kind of minimizing the number of campaigns you have in your account. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you can combine that campaign rather than, you know, you're saying that you're testing, you're testing two different ones. But if you want to combine one, that seems ideal. Yeah, totally. And the one reason that I can think of that this is helpful is if you're going after very tight audiences and uh, you end up with an audience that's too small to target, that could be a really good combination audience where you say like, oh, targeting members of this one group is too small. So how about I do members of this group plus an email list I have that would help bring it above 300. And that could be a good way to still reach the audiences that you would would normally be too small to actually reach. Is 300 the minimum? Yes, 300 is the minimum. Yep, for all LinkedIn campaigns, 300 is the minimum. That makes sense. Would you suggest though to, when you're doing that combining, to do it where it's like similar versus, you know, you don't want to be like this and also this other thing that's completely <laughs> not the same because that's not that's going to be, you know, poorly, your yield's going to be poor. Exactly. I, I would say keep everything separate as long as you can. Anything that you would ever want to pull data on and compare. Um, so certainly you wouldn't want to say, I want IT managers or school teachers. You wouldn't want that in a single campaign. But you know, certainly if you kept it pretty tight, like maybe like IT skills or IT groups, that could be a, a good option. Got it. Cool. So let's switch gears here and talk about the reporting features in Campaign Manager. Can you walk us through what's new and what you're excited about? Yeah, reporting is actually getting really interesting. There's something that that they started rolling out and I actually don't have it yet. I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm going to have to get after LinkedIn for not making sure I'm part of that beta. But the rollout started happening on Tuesday and the rest of everyone, if you don't have this already, should be coming out by uh, about two weeks from today. And what this is, you know, up to this point in your ad demographics, you've been able to see the impressions and the clicks by each segment of an audience. And that's not just your campaign. It's the same kind of breakdown that we talked about at the beginning here that they rolled out into the campaigns before you spend a dime. You can see how the audience is broken out. In demographics, we've had the same ability to cut an audience. So, you know, here's the audience you chose. What job titles do they tend to have? What groups or sorry, what uh, company size they tend to be? What companies do they represent? And so we've had impressions and clicks for those audiences, which doesn't tell you much. It's pretty high level. But now as they're rolling this out, we're going to get a lot more detailed information uh, about how they perform. So if you are running the ad format of a sponsored in-mail, you'll now get to see how many from each segment had 
received an in-mail, how many opened, how many clicked on your offer, how many converted. If you're using lead gen form ads that are like Facebook's lead ads, you can now see like lead form opens, lead form completions, cost per lead for each of those. So they just really took the demographic reporting we used to have and put it on steroids. That's really cool because then you can retarget the people that like, for instance, opened your lead ad, but didn't fill it out. Right. So is there then the ability to retarget that audience within LinkedIn? Not quite. Uh, okay. th- this gets into some of the things that uh, may be in store with LinkedIn, uh, but they have, what we need as advertisers to do that is something called engagement retargeting. And okay. we don't have that yet. Okay. So. But once we do, we'll be able to do exactly what you're talking about, which will be beautiful. That's cool. Well, it sounds like they're working towards that, those things, right? Like, so with the audience targeting or whatever, and again, like LinkedIn is such a, it's such a different beast. It's so, they seem slow and steady. And again, even this, this announcement, we looked at it the first time we're like, what is this? And then we dug into it. We're like, whoa, this is a big deal. Like you are like, this is a big deal. So, but it was a fairly sedate announcement, you know, like, (laughs) And that's how all of LinkedIn's product announcements tend to be. Like you may or may not be part of the rollout group. And so some people are seeing something in their platform. Some are seeing it six weeks later. And maybe two weeks later, a blog post, like you said, a sedate blog post goes out and people aren't following the blog closely enough to know that there is an actual product announcement coming out. So uh, I I hope to remedy that. I'm going to be making some announcements over like LinkedIn Live. Um, So if you're interested in these things, uh, follow me on LinkedIn so that you can see my lives. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, they also announced this all-in-one insights hub for marketers. And, you know, it's basically it's a centralized hub that they are saying is there to help marketers enhance their social media marketing strategies with LinkedIn insights. So uh, tell us a little bit more about this all-in-one insights hub. Like what's new here and uh, you know, what are the features that are, that make the most sense or, or to you and, and are most exciting to you? I'll be a little bit disappointing to you. I don't think this is interesting at all. <laughs> oh. Has it made Basically, your job? Do you think it's made your job easier? This all-in-one hub or do you think no, it no, or did no. you just already know all this stuff? Well, no, no, yeah. it, just, it, it just doesn't affect anything. All, all this okay. really is like, they call it an insights hub, but all it is is just a collection, like where you can go to find their blog posts on given topics. Uh, As they come out with more in-depth research, I'm sure it'll be here. I'm sure this will be a great place to go. But for me as an advertiser, what I want is a resource that I can go to and get real concrete tips. Like here mm-hmm. is what you do for, for targeting or for bidding or for budgeting. And mm-hmm. uh, there's none of that currently. So I, I went through the hub trying to check things out and just went, oh, well, this is like an extension to their blog. I'm not getting what I really need out of it, but maybe like a like C-level people who are looking for maybe a higher level insights, not the button pushing and, and dial turning yeah. kind of people. Maybe they'll get value out of it. So maybe it's, yeah. just, it's so it's really just the, the really lowest level 101 stuff. Even there, it's like a lot of people already know this stuff. You assume. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and good luck finding any research that actually pertains to you because, you know, if they go and do research, it might be on like CIOs. And yeah. for you as a company, it's very, very rare when like that exact audience is the one you go after. So uh, research is certainly interesting to see what they have to say. Uh, but this wasn't a game changer for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, it's fair. That's fair to say, and it's fair to know about it. So I really appreciate you telling us about it because I don't know, it sounded exciting to me, but then I'm not in LinkedIn every day running ads. So I was just like, Ooh, cool. And LinkedIn is fairly good about releasing tips or whatever, but sometimes it is like 
kind of a retread of what we as marketers prior, or those of us that follow this stuff already know, or what you know, since you do this every day. <laughs> totally. And one thing I think I'm allowed to share just from meeting with LinkedIn this week, they're going to move to a release schedule that's, that's, it's not just like a feature will pop up in your dashboard tomorrow and you'll be like, wait, why'd no one tell me about this? Uh, now it's going to be a quarterly release. So on a single day of of a quarter, uh, you'll just get the host of all the things that they've come out with. And I think that will make for maybe more impactful announcements because you can pay more attention when it's a bigger deal. Whereas when it's a single feature, like if Boolean logic was the only thing that came out, we might be like, oh, good. They do what Facebook does now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Do they have a set day on when they're doing that? Like a set time or day that they want to do this or... Uh, it appears to be different by product. Um, So like company pages is going to announce uh, on a different day than, than marketing solutions. But um, anyway, I'm going to be watching for all of them because the the bigger release, the better they'll make for some fun blog posts. And LinkedIn is notorious for the slow rollout, right? So they'll announce like we've updated the mobile app and like a year later, like we're rolling it out now, <laughs> or maybe it's not a year, but you know, we'll be like, now we're doing the same thing to desktop. Like you, know, I follow LinkedIn news, but it, I have to dig for it though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the announcement a little while back where they said, you can now invite people to follow your company page. And I was like, awesome. And then like, I see it roll out to 20% of my friends. I start seeing them come through and then it never gets to me. They decide to pause the rollout before it got to me. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'd much rather have one big announcement where it's now live for everyone. Well, isn't it that you can only invite someone like once per quarter and buy yeah. email in mail or whatever? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I think people started getting sick of it and, and complaining because it would be like yeah. a brand new feature overnight. I have 15 companies who are requesting that I follow them. Mm-hmm. And I think people just got a, uh, got a little bit annoyed. So LinkedIn did say, stop the presses. Let's go figure out what's bugging our members because they're very passionate about making sure that, that members are happy. And, oh, they um, are. They yeah. Are. So, so they've paused that particular rollout, but lots more interesting stuff coming, I think. And uh, I'll be excited to see it. Yeah. And we'll be excited to have you back to talk about it. We're looking forward to it. All the new things that come up. And uh, again, we'll have you back then to talk about those as well. So uh, in the meantime, where can people find out more about you? Oh, I, I'm easy to find. Uh, go to my website, b2linked.com. And fill out the form on any of the pages. Uh, it doesn't go to a sales rep and it, you don't go onto our newsletter. It goes right to my inbox and I'm not a sales guy. So ask away. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you, AJ. Awesome, AJ. Thanks for being here. Hey, you bet. Thanks guys. See you next Bye. time. Bye. All right. So we've got one more thing we want to talk about briefly here. Let's just sum it up by saying earlier this week, The Verge, all credit to them, published text and audio from a recent internal meeting that uh, Mark Zuckerberg held where he was answering questions from employees who were concerned about uh, Facebook's future. And apparently in these two July meetings, uh, Zuckerberg was rallying employees against critics, competitors, et cetera, and put a real emphasis on their products promoting a positive well-being and that they are testing, you know, two new things, one being Lasso, which is not new. It's been out for a year now, although I didn't download it, but I did just download it earlier this week. This is their TikTok competitor. So if you didn't already think Facebook had one, they do. They have one. Uh, And I tried it out. And I'll be honest, I actually almost think I like it better than TikTok. Shocker. 
Don't ask me about that right now, though. The other thing that they're doing is they're they're launching Libra. They they have a thing for L based names for their products. Apparently, they confirmed that they're still launching that. And so, Grace, is there anything else I'm missing here? Anything else we need to make sure we mention? There was a lot of talk no. about this. We didn't really want to turn yeah. into you know pundits on this. We're definitely not touching the political stuff that spawned out of that, but I think we covered it. I think that's the, that's the basis other than if you want to read an analysis that Mari Smith did, we'll link to that in the show notes for this episode so that you can check that out. And there's a live video of a, an internal Q and a on uh, oh. Mark Zuckerberg's personal page as well. Yeah. Yep. So this so. rolled out. So this this broke uh, earlier this week, right on the verge. And I so happened last night to notice that there that on Mark Zuckerberg's personal page, profile page, there he had live video of the internal Q and A that was happening at his company right then and there. So we see your transparency. <laughs> we see what you're doing. Yes. So um, again, I didn't stay and watch the video, but you can go on his um, again his personal profile and watch that if you're interested. But Mari does do a good uh, summary of the leaked um, audio text and audio. Yeah. And if you want to read the full thing, you can read it on The Verge. But Mari Smith on her Facebook page, her um, at facebook.com slash Mari Smith, you can find her post there on uh, each of the different things that were covered if you're interested in it. So that's the show. I want to remind you again, like we just were talking about, everything that we've mentioned in this show will be in the show notes for this show, which you can find at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. And subscribe. You know, if you're just passing through right now, listening to an episode or watching this as a replay because we record this live with an audience, go subscribe. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. And subscribe to the show. Search for Social Media Marketing Talk Show and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode so you can stay on top of the latest and greatest social media marketing news. Also head on over to socialmediamarketing.world to register for Social Media Marketing World 2020. I want to say thank you to Grace Duffy for being a great co-host and a great show producer. Thank you, Eric, for being a great host as always. And thank you to... Jeff and AJ for joining us today. I learned a lot about Pinterest and I learned a lot about LinkedIn. Yeah. So I wonder what we're going to learn about next week when we record on Friday, October 11th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can join us live there by going to crowdcast.io and looking for SM Examiner or go over to the calendar at socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And uh, with that, we will see you next week. And thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.